Hello and welcome everybody. Coming to you live. No wait. No, the opposite of that. Okay, yeah, pre-recorded. Yeah, that's it. Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country where the holiday as the holidays approach, the weather starts to resemble something other than summer, which is a big relief to all of us down here. This is the Down South IT podcast and my name is Clark. And today we're going to start talking about printers a little bit and we're going to break down the different types, how they work. And at the end of the podcast, I'll give you my top five. It'll be a mix of all different types, and I'll keep budget in mind for you too. So hang in there. We'll get there right at the end. And as of always, I always have all of the links, the pricing, all of that kind of stuff up on the show prep for the episode. And that's going to be up the website right underneath the, the embedded player. There's the show prep button. If you go to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can find it right there. Everything will be right there for you as soon as the podcast is finished. The reason I'm doing this is mainly because we're getting close now to Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So if you do need to upgrade your printer at some point, now is probably the best time to do it because prices are going to be crazy low in the next couple of weeks. Most places are doing a pre-Black Friday sale right now. So you can get some really good deals on a lot of different stuff right now. I've seen lots of good deals on lots of good tech items. So if you're in the market, now is definitely the time to start looking. And while you happen to be perusing the website at your leisure, don't forget to check out the Outdoor Smart Plug review that I just did. That's up there now. I have all three parts for the Christmas Light Show controller build. That's all up there and complete now. And... Make sure you kind of keep an eye on the website too, because once the it gets a little bit closer to the holidays, not quite yet, it's a little early, at least for me. So whenever it does get a little bit closer to the holidays, I will be, and I get all the, the lights that I have up, I'll be posting the videos on that just to, so you can see everything in action. So that way you can kind of see exactly how all of that's going to work and work together. Uh, I think it's actually going to look really, really good, so... Keep an eye out for those. On top of that, you can always check out back episodes on the Embedded Player, my two cents clips that come out not every day, but a couple of week usually. So you can check up on all of that. Also, you can look at the Facebook page, at Down South IT. You can search for me on Facebook. I'm always posting a lot of different articles and stuff on there. Some funny pictures too, just to kind of keep everybody in a good, in a good mood, if nothing else. And if you have any questions or anything, or if you have a platform that you want to hear the podcast on that it's not on yet, shoot me an email downsouthit at gmail.com and I'll do my best to get it up there for you. So to get our feet wet a little bit, there are four main types of printers and I'll mention all of them here, but I'm only going to break down three of them today because the fourth one is technically 3D printers and those are new and kind of hard to go over quickly. So for those, I'll probably be doing a full episode on next season. So stay tuned for that. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to happen, but it'll be next season after the holiday break. But the other three types of printers that we're going to talk about today are going to be dot matrix, inkjet, and lasers. All three of them use completely different processes to put ink to paper. Each one has its own advantages and disadvantages over the other. So that's where we're going to start. To lead off... I'll start with the probably the oldest, and that's going to be the dot matrix. 
These have been around for a very long time, and you can find them still out working today, believe it or not. The first of these printers actually came out in the early 70s, and they used solenoids and stepper motors to move the paper through the printer as the printhead moved back and forth to print whatever you were printing. And of course, there were a couple of different iterations of this. One is the daisy wheel, which was an actual wheel that would spin around to the correct letter. Then a hammer would hit the letter from the back, push the letter into an ink ribbon, and that whole thing would push and impact the paper and leave the ink in the shape of the letter on the paper. Now, these were pretty much just a direct copy of some of the desktop typewriters of the time. And it was basically that it just automated that entire process. Now, the other type uses what's called a hammer bank. Now, these didn't start coming out till the mid to late 80s. And there's still a lot of them out there today, believe it or not. The hammer bank is still used. It's still using ink ribbon, but instead of the daisy wheel, the bank has dozens of tiny pins, look almost kind of like nail heads, that are can be anywhere from one to three lines of text high. And they're arranged so that they can print any character in any position on the page, depending on where the print, the, the print head actually is. So they're, they're that high because they, that way they can print multiple lines of text at one time. As the print head moved across the page, the hammer actually pushed the correct pins out and pushed the ribbon against the paper, leaving the text on the paper as tiny dots. And all of those dots in the order that they're in, it's basically called a matrix. So dot matrix. These printers are over 50 years old. And why are they still around? Well, for one, they can print a lot of text, a lot of numbers, really accurate and really fast. The paper that they use still has the holes on the sides. If you're old enough to remember, you remember the, having to actually separate all the pages and then rip the, the holes off the sides of the page. And I remember doing that whenever I was young. So the holes on the side of the page actually serve the purpose. That's what the stepper motors used to pull the paper into the printer and advance it as it was printing. So it, it basically needed those because it didn't have any other way to pull the paper. Another good advantage of these printers is that there's not a whole lot of moving parts. They're very simple printers, actually. There's only a couple of axles that the stepper motors move, and that, it, that moves the paper through the printer. There's the hammer bank itself, the printhead, and there's the motor that moves the printer, the printhead back and forth. That's it. There's really not a whole lot left to other the you know to these printers. There are a few parts. They don't really break down all that often. They're they're very hardy printers. They work you know pretty much as long as you need them to. But one of the big downsides is that they're loud. They're really loud because the impact of the printer that, that uses to push the ink on the paper. You know all that force has noise to it. So they're really really. They're loud. Another drawback to them is as far as printing whole pages, they're actually fairly slow because they have to print one to three lines of text at a time. So if you're printing a whole page, you have to print that whole page one, you know, one line at a time. And that takes a little while. So some of the bigger ones, some of the bigger industrial and commercial dot matrix printers can do this a lot faster. But for one of the, the desktop versions, these were 
almost painfully slow as far as printing goes. And probably the worst thing about these is that they're expensive to maintain. Mainly because nobody really knows how to work on these anymore. They're not a whole lot of them out in the wild, so the parts themselves are fairly expensive. And even if you can find the parts, it's hard to find somebody that knows how to actually fix it. So they do have a lot of downsides. But they do have, you know, a lot of places that still use these. Uh, a lot of auto parts stores, car rental places, even some offices use them when printing up contracts because because of the impact type printing they use, they can use carbon paper in between the different pages and print several copies of the same document in one print job. So that does make them efficient. They might not be the fastest, but they're efficient. So, and believe it or not, Around the same time that dot matrix printers came out, so did laser printers. I know, I didn't know they were that old either until I started doing research on all this, but there are a lot of manufacturers that make laser printers now, but at first, there was only one, Xerox. And they were the ones that actually invented the process, and I can't, they did that way back in 1973, and they came out with the first commercial laser printer way back then. And what they did was they adopted a lot of the same technology that they had from their photocopiers from that time. And they were able to develop, to develop a printer from it. And it wasn't until around 1984 that the first actual desktop laser printer was made for mass market. And that one was actually released by HP. And it was the HP LaserJet. And, of course, the HP LaserJets are still out today. The, that model and line of printers has only been advanced and they still, they're still king of the heap today. So, but really and truly the only reason HP was able to get into the laser printer business was because of Canon. And yeah, I'm talking about the same one that makes the cameras. Canon actually made a lot of advancements to the print head and the laser system that w could be used as a laser printer. But being that they weren't really all that good at selling computer components and didn't really have that, you know, that kind of know-how, they partnered with a few different companies to try and get it out there. So the main two companies that they actually partnered with were HP and Apple. Now, the last piece of the puzzle to really get laser printers into the main mainstream was software. HP already had good software to be able to run the printer, but the part that actually took text or pictures from the computer, sent it over to the printer so that the printer can understand it and be able to print it, wasn't developed until Apple developed the PostScript language for their printers. And until this point, all the printers used their own proprietary software, and it was kind of... Sometimes it was hit or miss, but the PostScript that Apple came up with, it really didn't, it didn't matter what computer software you were running, what software was running on the printer, what software was running that the print job was actually coming from this, this PostScript that they came up with would let printers be able to print anything from any software. So that really once it once that got going was the big piece that saw 
a real boom in laser printers being made after all of that came together. Now, the biggest names probably at that point was going to be IBM brother Epson. You know, they got a ton of other ones. But once all of those pieces fell into place, that's when you really start seeing laser printers come into the mass market or, you know, in, in the mid to late 80s. So exactly how does a laser printer work? Well, to be honest, it's kind of a crazy process and it involves a lot of steps. But the whole thing is, is called the electrophotographic process. And I know I'm not one for big words either, but if you break that down, it kind of gives you the basics of what's going to happen. There's going to be an electrical charge in the first part. And then the second part has to do with actually creating the image. So basically, I'm going to take you through what happens as the paper goes through the printer. And I do have a couple of diagrams and things like that on the show prep on the website. So if you want to check that out, if you kind of having a hard time following because this is kind of complicated. So, and a lot of this stuff happens at the same time too. So, but I'll try and keep it all straight. I'm, I'm going to attempt to, trust me. So first thing, paper is actually picked up from the paper tray, gets sent into the printer itself. As the paper comes through the printer, it passes over a transfer roller, which puts a slight positive charge on the paper. Next, the drum that actually moves the image gets a high negative charge and this drum is actually light sensitive. So when the laser from the printhead makes the image of the letters or the picture or whatever you're printing on that, that spinning drum, the places where the laser hit actually lose some of that charge. Not all of it, but a little bit of it. So it keeps a little bit of that charge. It keeps enough to where as the drum keeps spinning, It'll pick up the toner, which is actually is the ink that laser printers use. And the toner, by the way, doesn't just have the pigment that you're going to be using. It also has some graphite in it. It also has small amounts of metal shavings in it. And it has all of that so that the toner can be picked up and moved around by these charges and different things from the printer. Once the toner is picked up onto the imaging drum, that's where the magic happens because the drum will actually spin down and contact the paper. As it contacts the paper, the positive, the slightly positive toner gets drawn to the negatively charged paper and it sticks to the paper as the paper is going through. Now, if you've ever actually had a paper jam in a laser printer, if it gets stuck at this point, you can take the paper out and basically just wipe the toner off with your finger because it hasn't been set or anything like that. It's just sitting on top of the paper. So the last step is called fusing. And what happens is the paper goes through a couple of solid rubber rollers and those ro rollers actually are heated to about 180 degrees and what it does is it uses heat and pressure to actually fuse the toner into the fibers of the paper so that it can't come off. And because of the heat and everything, that's why whenever you print something out of a laser printer and it, when you grab it, when it first comes out, the paper is always hot. So that's how you know the fuser is actually working, working like it's supposed to. If you have a problem with the fuser at that point, then it's either going to come out really, really hot or when you pull the paper out you can still wipe the toner off with your fingers which is 
a drag. So that's basically the entire process in a nutshell, but that's basically just for a black and white printer. If you do a color laser printer, it does everything in the exact same way, but instead of one laser printing on one drum, each color has its own laser and own drum that it prints to. And all of those different colors, instead of going directly onto the paper, like the black and white ones do, they actually, they get transferred to an image transfer unit, which is kind of a mix between the material from the back of a Polaroid picture, an old Polaroid, if you remember those, and a Mylar balloon that you might see at a birthday party. And all of those different colors layer on top of each other on this transfer material. And once that image is complete, that whole thing is then transferred to the paper and then it sends it to the fuser just like it did before. So it's a little bit different process with the color ones, mainly because there's different colors and whole lot of whole lot of extra stuff going on. But it's, it's not that much different than just straight up black and white. So what's good about laser printers? Well, they're actually really, really cheap when it comes to the cost of printing single pages. So as far as you know, money per page, they're great. They're really fast. I mean, some of these printers can print 70 to 80 pages per minute. You can use a lot of different types of paper with them. The, most of these last a really long time with re regular maintenance. You're not going to have a whole lot of problems with them. But there are some bad sides too. Laser printers are usually pricey. They, they're expensive. Now, Granted, some of the desktop ones that are around now aren't really, really that bad, and you can find really basic ones for around 120 bucks. But once you get into the color laser printers or even the commercial kind, then you the prices skyrocket into the hundreds or even thousands of dollars. And these are really, really complicated machines. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of sensors, stuff like that. So when they do break, there can be very difficult to fix. It can be very difficult to track down exactly what happened and why things break in these. So that's something you kind of want to look into, you know, when, if you decide that you want to go to a laser and the, probably the worst part is the toner. The toner is actually really expensive in comparison to the ink cartridges that some of the other ones use. And if you happen to spill toner, it is a complete mess. Some clothes, it just will not come out of. If you try and vacuum it up with a regular vacuum, the toner will actually get into the motor of that vacuum and fry it. I've actually seen that happen. It's pretty spectacular when it happens, but it's not a good thing. So, but to be honest, our laser printer is worth it. Now, if you print a lot and you don't mind doing a little maintenance here and there, then absolutely, yes, they will be worth it to you. But the last type of printers that I'm going to talk about today is going to be the inkjet printers. And these were really looked into way back in the early 50s. But it wasn't until the late 70s or early 80s that they were really viable. There was only a few companies that were even looking to pioneer anything having to do with inkjet printing. And there's some of the same players I've talked about already, Canon, HP, and Epson. And nowadays, all three of these 
have pretty much the entire market share as far as inkjet printers go. Now, even though I did hear a while back that Xerox put in an offer, at least I think I remember them putting in an offer to buy out HP's printer business, the entire HP printer sector. And the offer was around the seven to $10 billion range. If I remember correctly. Now, I don't believe that HP took the offer because why would they? That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. I mean, I'm all for making money, but I'm not going to sell out my bread and butter, you know, for a one-time payment. That's just not good and not smart. But the whole idea behind inkjet printers is basically that it's good for everyday printing, which means they aren't crazy accurate as far as color palette goes. The ink may bleed a little bit. They're not, they're not as fast as laser printers, but they're perfect for home use because you're not trying to get the most accurate printing that you possibly can if you're trying to print a recipe from online. You know, it does the job and it does it good enough. Now, because of this, these printers can be made to be really small, so they sit really nice on a desktop. They're cheap, they're, re they're replaceable, and for a lot of these desktop printers, that's what you get. And, you know, some of them can have a few extra features here and there, but for the most part, you know what you're getting. If you buy a cheap printer, you know what you're going to get. That's just the way things work. But these printers have a couple of different flavors in the way that they work. And they both use ink cartridges with liquid ink in them. They both have print heads built into them with hundreds of tiny nozzles that shoot the ink out and the ink goes onto the paper that makes the text or the picture or whatever you happen to be printing. The difference on these is actually how the ink gets moved from the print head to the paper. And there are two types and it's one is piezoelectric and the other is thermoelectric. And I'm gonna start with the piezoelectric ones. And these use an electrical current to push and pull a diaphragm that sits above the nozzles and it works a lot like how your headphones work. The current from the MP3 player that you're playing from pushes a coil up and down and the coil is attached to the speaker head. So when the coil moves, the speaker head moves and it creates sound. It's the same principle here. The diaphragm moves up and down and on the downstroke, the ink is pushed out of the nozzle. On the upstroke, there's a partial vacuum that's created in the ink cartridge and that vacuum pulls the ink from the back of the cartridge in toward the nozzle so it's ready to be pressed out again. Again, this is that's just for black and white, but if you had a tricolor cartridge like a lot of these printers have, you have a print head and a diaphragm for each color. So it's kind of the same thing with the laser printer. Now the second type is a thermoelectric and these are sometimes called a bubble jet printer. And these use heating elements in the print head to quickly heat up the ink to a boiling point. And the bubbles from when the ink boils expand the ink in the print head and the ink is pushed out of the nozzle. Now when the element turns off, the bubbles pop. And again, a partial vacuum is created and that vacuum pulls in more ink to the print head so you can keep printing. Both of these are really cool ideas and there's not a lot of moving parts with them. 
And that's the reason why they can keep the cost down on these printers so much. All of these parts don't take a lot to, to do anything. And they're really, really cheap. So they can manufacture these for very, very low cost. So which ones are the best around? So for that, I will give you my top five. Now, these won't be in any kind of specific order as far as all the inkjets first, lasers second, whatever. But I'm going to go basically from low end to high end. And the number one printer is actually going to be just the number one rated overall that I found. So starting off, number five, the HP Envy 5055 3-in-1. And... This is a great little printer. It's very easy to set up. I worked with one not too long ago, and I mean, it was a breeze to set up and get, you know, on Wi-Fi and everything. It's not expensive at all. You get a lot of features for the price, so it's a damn good printer. But you can print, scan, and copy photos, documents, whatever you had to do. It uses HP software, so you can easily set up your printer with your an app on your phone, and you use that same app to be able to print to your device. So that's kind of a two-in-one. So you can print from that. You can print from items from the cloud, uh, from iCloud, Google Drive, or Dropbox. It works on dual-band Wi-Fi and has Bluetooth. So you can use it even if you're not connected to a network. You can still print from your mobile device. And it has a lot of different paper sizes that it supports. So you can print everything from... 4x6 pictures, 5x7 pictures, regular letter, and number 10 envelopes. So you can print a lot of different media. And this is just a good, cheap, all-around all printer. I mean, it's, it, this is really a really nice printer, especially for the money. And they run you right about $60. I do have a link for, to Amazon up on the show prep, so if you want to check that out, you can. Number four is a laser printer and this is the brother hl l2390 dw and it's an all-in-one laser black and white prints up to 32 pages per minute has wireless and mobile printing capabilities you can it has a 250 sheet paper tray 100 output 100 sheet output tray it has built-in duplex printing has a lcd monochrome two-line display so you can keep tabs on what's going on with the printer and it actually has a USB port too if you just want to connect it directly from your computer to it and not have it actually on a network. Now, Brother makes a lot of nice laser printers for home and home offices. I don't have this model particularly, but I do have the 2360, which is pretty similar. And the only difference is I think my, mine doesn't have the scanner on top, so it's not an actual all-in-one, it's just a printer. But they're in the same model family so you should have just as much luck with this one as I have with mine. I've been having mine for over four years. Haven't had any problems with mine except for a couple of paper jams that were actually my fault to begin with. So this one is a great little printer and it will serve you well. Number three is, oh, I forgot to tell you, the uh, the Brother All-in-One Laser is $129.99. So uh, number three is the HP OfficeJet Pro. 6978 this one will run you about 180 and has a two and three quarter inch touch screen display it's mobile print capable works with amazon alexa cortana and a google assistant so you can use any of your google assistants to to turn it on and print and all of that kind of thing has a 200 and 
50 page uh, sheet tray has four individual color ink cartridges so you can you, know, you can buy each color individually and that'll kind of save you a little bit of money going there it'll print out 20 pages per minute in black or 11 pages per minute in color has USB and memory card ports for easy printing. You can just plug a thumb drive or a memory card in there and hit print. Don't even have to be on a network or anything like that. You can just print straight from the device. So that's always nice. Uh, it has an embedded scanner and copier. Uh, it does have a built-in fax machine if that's the kind of thing that you need. Not a whole lot of people use that anymore, but it is a nice feature to have just in case. So... And this one actually also has a automatic document feeder on the top. So you can stick a bunch of stuff in the top, hit copy, and it'll copy everything. So this is a nice all-around inkjet printer. has all the bells and whistles that you could possibly want. You can actually print on both sides with it. It has duplex printing, so you can print on both sides of the paper on one pass. And if you have a home office, this one can be your workhorse. And if you back it with HP's printer software... I mean, HP has really, really easy to use, really nice printer software. Probably of all the printers that I've dealt with, HP has by far the best software and easiest software to use. Even updating or anything like that. I mean, everything's done within one app. It's super easy to use. So this thing should last you a long time to come. Now, number two is another Brother printer. This one is the Brother MFC L2. 3770 CDW. It's a wireless all-in-one color laser printer. This one will run you $329.99. It'll print 25 pages in color and 30 pages per minute in black and white. It's good for high volume printing, like if you have a really fairly busy home office or anything like that that has that does a lot of printing. This one will be great for you. Uh, it does have mobile print and wireless connectivity, so you can use Wi-Fi, you can use the Brother app, Apple AirPrint, or it even has a NFC chip in it. So you can use your phone and use the near-field communication and just hold your phone up to it and it'll print via that way. So this one does have a scanner with an automatic document feeder on it also, 250-count paper tray. And why did I pick another Brother printer? Because they make good printers. And this one, I looked at several, several uh, different sites, and it got really good reviews on all of them. It's dependable, works good. The toner cartridges on Brother pr laser printers and a lot of the other parts, especially the consumable parts that you're going to use a lot, are reasonably priced compared to a lot of the other ones out there. So if you do a lot of printing, if you do newsletters or anything like that, have a you know a fairly substantial home office this one is a really really good option and to top everything off number one this one was probably the best overall printer that i found for this year and it took top marks on at least six different sites that i looked at so this one is probably the favorite heading into the new year it's a really fast printer Great even if you're printing photos. It's the Canon Pixma TS9120. And they run they start off at $206.99. So it's a little bit less than the, the brother laser printer. But they're fast. They fast to print. They scan really fast. 
has six individual print cartridges. So it uses two more colors than a normal inkjet printer would. But even with those two extra colors, that means you really don't have to buy them all that often. So the price is fairly negligible when it comes to having to buy more ink. It has a five inch color touch screen display. This will even print labels on CDs and DVDs. So I thought that was kind of cool too. But this one does have a built-in scanner and copier, Wi-Fi and ethernet. So if you want to put it on a network, you can. It has a USB. So if you want to just go straight into your, your computer, you can do that also. And from everything I've read, just with the, the ink that it uses, the speed that it scans and prints, the quality of the prints, this is probably the best printer you're going to get as far as bang for the buck. So, again, that's the Canon Pixima TS9120. And there you have it. That's my top five. And if you're in the market right now, these are definitely ones to kind of look around for for Black Friday. And right now, actually, the HP OfficeJet Pro I mentioned earlier is actually on sale. So if you want to check that out, that one's on a kind of a pre-Black Friday sale and it's about half price. But while you're perusing the internet looking for printers, don't forget to stop by the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, and see all the stuff that I have on there for free. Stuff you don't have to pay for. Like the Raspberry Pi Christmas light controller, all the product reviews, the videos, blog, everything that I have up there. If you happen to miss an episode, there's a player right there on the site. You can listen to your heart's content. And like I said earlier, keep an eye on the website and the YouTube channel because once I get all the lights set up, I'll take a video of that. That way you can see that Raspberry Pi Christmas light show controller in action. And once you're done there, head over to the Facebook page. Check that out. I'm always putting interesting articles on there. A bunch of different things going on with the tech world. So kind of keep you up to date a little bit. And if you have any questions, hit me up on the website. There's a form at the bottom, or you can actually, the bottom of the homepage, or you can shoot me an email at downsouthit at gmail.com. And just like I like to end every podcast, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out there and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. We'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. I'll see y'all next time. Later.